The strike rate for Sydney Trio Mansion Air has been pretty impressive since they came on the scene back in 2014. Each of the seven singles they've released has struck a chord with Triple J listeners. And now on Spotify alone, they've amassed over 60 million streams for those songs. Richard Kingsmore with you again on the 2018 podcast. This year has seen Mansion Air release two more terrific singles, both coming off the back of the group getting their first major airplay in the States with this song. Profile in the States also has been rising of late, thanks to a Grammy-nominated collaboration with Odessa. Now, given we haven't had the chance to speak with them since their Like A Version appearance back in 2015, I wanted to hook up with the guys now for a couple of reasons. The main one being because we won't be seeing them much for the rest of this year. They're going to be touring internationally through until the end of November, doing a couple of months across North America before moving on to Europe and the UK. So as they were about to head to the airport and start touring for the next five months, I caught up with singer Jack Froggart and their producer and multi-instrumentalist Lachlan Bostock. Okay, Jack and Lachlan from Mansion Air, welcome back to Triple J. How are you both? Very well, thank you for having us. Have you guys packed? <laughs> no, it's always a last minute thing. Always. <laughs> what do you pack? Given the fact that you're going to be, it seems like to me, overseas for about four or five months, what the hell do you pack? We made the mistake last time of doing exactly what it sounds like you're suggesting, which is very rational, we'll try and pack for a lot of things like seasons and then ended up not using half the stuff in my bag. So I think this time I'm going purely for if I need it, if I need a jacket, I'll buy a jacket. Are you guys good on the road? Do you, well, first of all, do you all get along? I think we do. Yeah, I think that's that's somewhat, I can imagine that's that's always a tough one. But no, we've, we've, never, we've never had a problem, I think. I think we're all very good at giving each other space and knowing when, when there's quiet time and when there's talk time and when there's time to talk about <laughs> yeah. stuff to do with the band and when there's time to... Talk about Shut something up. else. Anything yeah. else, yeah. <laughs> and what about sightseeing, Jack? Is, uh, is travelling just a joy? It, yeah, I think every time you go on tour, there's, there's definitely like a, a an inkling to go, like, no, we have to go out and see as much as possible. What we try and do now is just, like, research. What's one cool thing in this city that it's known for? And you just go try and do that rather than trying to see every single site. And there's still stuff I haven't seen in New York and we were there for, like, two or three months. And there's, you know, it's just all those things that you just can't add up to get you know well new york's a pretty extraordinary city you could spend probably a whole year there and only scratch the surface 
So let's let, let's just go back in time because you know it's it's been you know it's been a pretty active four or five years for Mansion Air. What's the working relationship Lachlan like now compared to what it was in the very early days when you put down Hold Me Down, which is really where Mansion Air's career started? What, what's what's the shape of the group now in terms of how you work? I think we're probably a bit more efficient now. If you'd maybe asked that question a couple of years ago, I'd have a very different answer. But I think we, when we started, we were sort of kind of working it out as we go. I think like a lot of bands do and, and trying to work out how to be a band, how to make music, how to sort of finish things. And it took us, it took us a minute to like really work that out. Cause it's, you know, I don't think any, every band needs to kind of go through the period of trying a lot of things and making a lot of mistakes. And I think now we just sort of have it dialed in a little bit more. But it feels like the chemistry happened almost instantly for Mansion Air, you mm. know, because was the idea to form a band or was the idea just to record one song? It was, yeah, we, we'd never even really talked about, it was, it was Hold Me Down, our first thing, was the first thing we ever made together. Like we, we barely knew each other at that point. And so it was a bit of a experiment that went right, I guess, and then we sort of at that point had to go back through and be like, okay, how did that work and why did that work? And you sort of go down the path of analysing it a lot. And well, you don't want to overanalyse either, do you? That yeah. was our problem. Mm. I think we began to do that too much. We never considered Hold Me Down to be this big internet platform for us to, to launch our career. It was, it was like Lachlan and Alex made a beat and sent it to me and we sent it back and sent it back and forth and went into a studio and it was done. And we, I think we released it like right before Christmas. Like it was just the, like, if you looked at the recipe, you were like, no, there's no way that's going to do something. Mm. It's like the dark side of the music industry on over the Christmas period. And, and that's, I think, why we were so surprised. It was like, whoa, okay, maybe we should really sit down and consider is this something that we should really be doing full time? And was, was that exciting? It was, yeah. We we wrote, we initially put it up sort of on SoundCloud and Unearthed as well. And then we were sort of watching the plays per day and it was sort of like 10 plays a day, 20 <laughs> plays a day. And then it got to 300 plays in one day. And we were like, that's amazing. This is fantastic. <laughs> and then we sort of slowly watched it crawl back down, back to one, zero plays a day. And we were like, wow, that's so great. 300 people at one point in one day listened to it. Yeah. And then... Uh, Alex went away to Falls Festival over the over over the New Year break, and I guess a couple of blogs grabbed it and posted it, and then reposted, and then a big YouTube site reposted it, and all of a sudden it just started shooting back up. And Alex was in Marion Bay with no phone reception, and I was panicking, <laughs> being like, "I don't know what to do. I'm getting emails from." A&Rs, what's an A&R and <laughs> how do we, what, we don't even have a website or an email address. I don't know what's going on. And then that's sort of, there was a, there was probably like a, a month or so of us being on the back foot being like. You did it really us end up because this is all the stuff you kind of got to get, <laughs> get ready ahead of time. Yeah. So you had nothing People were going, out. oh, like, we'd just love to hear some more demos and when are you guys playing your first live show? And we were like, we, we, we just met each other. <laughs> yeah. And we, that was the only song you had? Only thing we wow. had. Wow, isn't, yeah. isn't that amazing? Yeah. So that's how you were measuring success back then. How do you measure success now for Mansion Air? I think we measure it more sort of creatively. So, like, how long, how long it takes for us to, to finish the music ideas that we start because I think ultimately how you release the songs, that's all sometimes a bit out of your control and 
and but finishing the music is something that you're very much in control just because like we kind of produce all the stuff ourselves and we write it all and I measure things now based on from when we started an idea to when it gets like kind of finished and mm. walked out the door that's when I'm like wow that was like good work everybody that was that felt you get this sort of a rush of excitement yeah. to actually have completed something. But so far, I mean, look, this, the, the track record is has been fantastic for Mansion Air. After Hold Me Down, there's been a string of sig- singles that have pretty much, you know, retained that audience and built on it. So we're going to talk more about the future with Mansion Air in just a moment, but you've had a couple of songs this year. We're going to play both of them right now. Jack and Lachlan from Mansion Air with us. We'll talk a little bit more after this song, after we hear it, but this is Violet City. ask you Lachlan with that track Violet City are there any strange instruments in there I listen and I kind of at some point I feel like I'm hearing maybe a sitar or a sitar sounding thing and then I think oh no it's a little bit Celtic Mm. what's going on anything weird in there it's um funny enough it's I I mean I'm not sure how much we're allowed to talk about I feel like yeah we we bought the sample yeah Yeah. (laughs) so there's there's a YouTube video online um with uh this amazing Mongolian throat singer Wow. And his name's... Uh, Batsurig. Batsurig. Yeah. And the video is basically sort of him playing playing this sort of stringed instrument and he's sitting on top of a mountain doing this amazing throat singing. You can Google it. it it's kind of... I think it has like 10 million views on it. And I, if you listen carefully, you can hear the Violet City, um, the string sound that you're, you're talking about. So what instrument is he playing besides singing? What, what's what's I, he playing? I, you would, know- I would definitely not serve how to pronounce the name of the instrument right. Do I you would, know the name? I, I, oh, I, I don't <laughs> want to even try and attempt it. It's a Mongolian instrument, though? It's, yeah, yeah. So it's like a single string sort of instrument that you can kind of... Um, <laughs> Do you pluck or play with a bow? Play with a bow. You play with a bow? Yeah. Wow. And, and so we, I guess we never really thought about Violet City being a song that would make it to the kind of release, but I was just digging through and I found, I found that sample and I was like, wow, this is fantastic. It has to, we have to try and get it into something. And then at that point we went, oh, maybe the song could kind of make it all the way and we could finish it. And then there was this desperate struggle to try and find this guy on top of a mountain, try and clear the sample or just check with him if it's okay to use and all this sort of stuff. And, and, um, eventually we got in contact with him through 
multiple like sort of as we were, we were really he surely, he surely doesn't have a Facebook page he does he, well so he's a university lecturer at the university I've, I've been following this guy oh, religiously wow. now yeah. to try and to try and find him just to ask him if it was okay to use a sample and um and eventually we got onto him he signed off on it he said he really liked it uh we he owns of his you know has a writing credit on the song um he also signed off on it a day before it came out like we were we were pushing for time like i remember that well if he said no though you weren't we going to be able to we would have had to pull it pull the song wow yeah but and he, he and he came through and he actually liked it he actually yeah. related to it and thought it was cool he he was he was just sort of blown away that a couple you know three guys from sydney sampled up his yeah. his, his song <laughs> So there you go. I kind of was hearing sitar and then something Celtic in there, but it was actually Mongolian. So I knew it was something distinct. There was something really different about that track. Listen, just a couple of other quick things, and maybe, Jack, this is kind of more related to you because I don't know whether the group was part of that Odessa hit. Line of Sight did really well, got nominated for a Grammy, didn't win the category. Mm. But were you caught up in any of that? Because you, it was mainly you, wasn't it? Your yeah, vocal well, on it? Well, I mean, we all met the Odessa guys in LA on that same writing trip. And we were like, we want to work. And they were like, we would love to work. Let's collaborate. And then a couple months later, we were in Sydney and we got sent um, the demo of Line of Sight. And Lachlan and I just like dived into a room, tracked, tracked the vocals, did our little spin on it and sent it back. And then within like two like two weeks later there was like an email back saying like hey this is the lead single for our album and, and we were just like what what like excuse me and then and then and then the grammy nomination came and it was just like the, it's been such a whirlwind because you know we're again a small band from sydney that are still just releasing signal singles and to like to get like a nod from the academy like that is just like okay maybe we should spend a little bit more time creating music and outputting it like it was really like a boost <laughs> of confidence like hands down did you yeah. get an invite to go we did yeah. i think it, it clashed with a with a show we had in sydney and it was just not possible to go we didn't um, have our suits ready. We didn't. Just <laughs> yeah. so unprepared. And you recorded a speech to camera. Didn't get used. <laughs> I mean, did you know ahead of time whether it was going to win or not, or it was a, a complete surprise? Complete surprise. Yeah. And look, LCD Sound System took it out, and we like at first we're like, oh shame, we didn't win. And then we like we looked again at the the people we were up against, and we're like, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, I'm more yeah. than happy to be beaten by, by LCD Sound System. Yeah. So and and a very different sounding song to what Line of Sight was like. Yeah, definitely. Um, because that track tonight from their album of last year is a different vibe. Mm. Yeah, interesting. And and plus the flow on effect would have been pretty noticeable for mm. you know having that feature on Odessa. You must yeah. have sort of seen the numbers go up as well. It, I mean, it it really helped launch Astronaut in America. Yeah, like we we were so surprised with 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 the radio support we had at the end of last year and. Um, we play that song in our set quite a bit, and mm. especially in America, people, that's, that's a lot how they know us. It really it has really been an amazing thing for our band and something that we like really wear on our sleeves and go, yeah, this is, this is something we're proud of and something that 
is part of the Mansion Air story. Well, it's another great moment in the last five years for Mansion Air. Mm. Lachlan and Jack from Mansion Air have been with us on Triple J. Um, good luck with all the touring. Uh, I hope it goes well. You're doing months and months and months on the road overseas, so good luck with all of that. Let's go out with Technicolor, which is another great song, the most recent single from you guys. Did the song start with that woo vocal line? Yeah, that little melody. I remember we were down in Melbourne in a writing session and, and Locke came up with the dun, 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 and the song kind of formed from there. It, used, it was entirely different when we first wrote the demo and um, when we were finishing songs um, middle of last year, Alex came in with this like bossa drum and bass groove and we were just like, there we go, there's the song. And it, and it was like, it was a two-day effort from there. And lyrically it's kind of about, once again, it feels like it's a bit based on sort of being away from someone but trying to revive... A lost love? Yeah, I mean, there's this scene in Garden State where um, Zach Braff and Natalie Portman are swimming in a pool and that was kind of how it was all, how it all started, this like imagery of swimming in a pool and like everything just kind of fading and trying to like hold on to something that maybe isn't in there anymore and yeah, Technicolor just became this like symbolise, like a symbolism of, of love and, and trying to force things but like how you just kind of need to be drenched in it and all the little things that add up add up to it and... Yeah, it's cool. I, I think we, we haven't really written like that before and so it was something that was really exciting. And So imagining characters in a movie as opposed to drawing on real life, yeah, your, your own life. It's, I mean, I guess because we wrote so much that we were really trying to find new ways to write and, and come up with, with exciting ideas and, and that was just one way to get it out. I mean, we did it with Easier as well with, with Lost in Translation and it's such an inspiring way because there's, there's a visual element to what you're writing and you're, and you're not just kind of writing in the dark. You're going, no, I see it on the screen or I see it through my eyes and this is how I want it to sound by, based on that vision. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a technique, a writing technique that we're really taking into to the next season of Mansionette. Technicolor, the latest single there from Mansion Air. The guys mentioned to me also that they're looking at releasing a debut album sometime early next year. As they're pretty self-sufficient as a group, they've got a lot of it already recorded. Thanks for listening in again. Hit subscribe to the 2018 podcast and I'll keep you updated weekly on the world of new music. Speak to you again soon. When